What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. everybody to another episode of speaking of missing persons and welcome to the new listeners before we get started a uh, quick shout out to our other show unsolved mayhem if you haven't checked it out make sure you go check it out and if there's cases you want to hear on the show send that to our email speaking missing persons at gmail.com so sarah's gonna tell us about a missing person today who are we talking about well today we're talking about a mother and a daughter who Two went missing, missing together wow (laughs) do missing people wow Uh, this is one of those that pretty much they think they know what happened but they can't prove it Mm. gotcha i'm guessing a boyfriend or husband pretty much so we're gonna talk about um tina and bethany sinclair tina is the mother bethany is her 15 year old daughter Tina was like 34 when this happened. All right. So she had a kid young. She was, what, 19? Mm, Yeah, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Tina and Bethany just moved back to Tina's hometown of Brattleboro, Vermont, in early 2000 from Florida after Tina divorced Bethany's dad. It's a mouthful of a name, Brattle Brattleboro. It's just Brattleboro, but oh. I <laughs> oh, okay. got stuck. Gotcha. Okay, cool. It got stuck still. in my throat, and I was like, wait, is that right? And then I'm like, yeah, that's it. Brattle- Brattleboro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, got like it. that. It got Nailed stuck it. in there. Tina worked really hard to build her life back, and she was proud of not only her daughter, but of herself. By 2001, she was working as an like a home nurse, and she had just finished cosmetology school at Keen Beauty Academy because her dream was to be a hairdresser. Tina and Bethany were very close to Tina's family. She had two sisters and a brother. She was really especially close to her sister, Sharon, from the time they were kids. They, like, talked all the time. Not long after moving back, Tina began dating a man named Eugene Van Bowman Jr. He went by Van. You know what? That makes sense. Eugene Van Bowman what? Junior. Junior. Uh Uh-oh. He's a JR. But we're just going to call him Van. Sharon remembers believing that Tina and Van were happy together, especially in the beginning of their relationship. So when Tina decided to move in with Van just a few months after they started dating, her sister was supportive. She was like, okay, you guys seem happy. Tina moved herself and Bethany into um, Van's house, which was located on the edge of the river in West, West Chesterfield, New Hampshire. So they moved from Vermont to New Hampshire. 
big moves. It's a totally different environment. Well. Totally different vibe. It's like going from the mountains to the beach. But it's it was only 15 minute drive from yeah. where they lived before. It's wild how sort of distance can make such a big difference. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell for a second if he was being serious or sarcastic. So I'm like, okay. So Chesterfield, New Hampshire was a small town of around 3,500 people. It is located on the border of both Vermont and Massachusetts. I didn't say it right. Don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It includes the unincorporated communities of Spoford and West Chesterfield. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. Spoford? Man. Dead serious. Wow. And like I said, even though they were in a completely different state, they were only a 15-minute drive from where Tina's family lived in Vermont, which made her feel more comfortable about making this move. Yeah, I mean, 15 minutes away, that's yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Bethany was a freshman at Keene High School, and despite just moving into town, she made friends quickly, and within just a few months, she had already gotten a boyfriend who cared about her a lot, actually. She is described as being carefree, happy, and fun. She loved music, and she was a really good student. I think she had straight A's. She was very close to her mom and very close to her grandmother, Tina's mom. In late 2000 to early 2001, Tina's relationship with Sharon changed drastically. After Sharon showed concern for Bethany's well-being, living with Van, because he was no longer a great guy. Shocking. Sharon had brought up, like, Bethany coming to live with her for a little bit because she learned that Van had been charged with molesting his own eight-year-old daughter in the late 90s. He was actually, like, going through court and things for this shit yeah and tina was she aware of this like before moving in with him i don't it never says whether she knew this or not okay because there ain't no chance in hell hell no no well after tina and bethany disappear he's actually he actually pleads guilty to the charges against him, and he's sentenced to, like, 2 to 15 years in prison. He was released, though, in October of 2003. So For the charges of his... Daughter. Gotcha. So the conversation between Sharon and Tina turned into an argument because Tina was like, pretty much, I can, I know what's happening. I'm trying to deal with it. Like, I'm, right. I'll figure it out on my own. You're not taking my daughter kind of thing. And they ended up not speaking anymore after that. That's a shame. Now, it's, Sharon was also worried because the cops had been to the home several times because of domestic violence incidents between Tina and Van. So, I mean, she had every right to worry about her sister and... Her niece. niece. So not only is this guy touching kids, but he's also beating on his girlfriend. Yeah. Wow. Neither one of them were ever arrested, though, for the domestic violence things. Is you know, one of those, like, I don't want to press charges. 
Yeah. Kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to their house tomorrow. Yeah. But I love him. On February 2nd, 2001, Tina went to work like normal and Bethany went to school. It was the start of the weekend and Bethany went on her first movie date the next night. So they, I think the second was a Friday. Then on Saturday, she went on her first date with her boyfriend. Okay. After the date, the couple, the two teenagers, talked on the phone around 11.30 p.m. They were, like, making plans for Valentine's Day. This is the last time anyone saw or spoke to Tina or Bethany. On that Monday, an unidentified woman called the school to say Bethany would be out due to illness. Now, police and the family know who this woman is, but they won't release the information because the investigation is still ongoing. So it definitely was not Tina. Okay. And it was nobody in her family, but some chick called the school and was like, yeah, Did she ain't going to be there. sisters or really? close ex-girlfriends? On February 10th, school officials called the police department due to Bethany's absences. Yeah. And I'm this is when the two were reported missing. Trying to get a truancy officer out there. Do they still do that? Is yeah, there yes. truancy officers are still a thing? Yep. Yeah. Wow. So they technically went missing the weekend of February 2nd, but no one actually reported them missing until February 10th because she wasn't talking to her sister every day like she had been. There was no one that knew she wasn't actually. So it wasn't noticeable until the school noticed Until it. the school was like, uh, Bethany hasn't been here. Yeah, where the hell is this kid? Yeah, and they only had that one phone call. Insane. After this point, all that is really known about what happens happened comes from the mouth of Van. Well, of course. So it may or may not be true. When More than likely all lies. When police showed up at the house to, you know, do their check, like, where's Bethany? He said that on February 4th, he and Tina had gotten into an argument and he stormed out of the house, claiming he returned two hours later and found Tina and Bethany had taken some clothes and left. They left behind their cat, most of their personal belongings, and the biggest thing that was left behind was... Tina's white Dodge Neon. Well, how the fuck they leave? Which he claimed they left because it had a flat tire, so they must have called somebody for a ride. And he was not concerned in the slightest? Well, when asked why he had not reported them missing, he said he just assumed they'd left for a couple days and would be back when Tina cooled off. It's been way more than a couple days, dude. Yeah, it's been, what, like seven days? Yeah. She'll be back eventually. All of her shit's here and her car's here, but she'll come back eventually. Yeah. Once the investigation was underway, police found witnesses that had saw Van on the Connecticut River in his scat hoverboat around 4.30 a.m. on February 4th. So they did like an extensive search of that area, but they didn't find anything. But it's a river. Right. I'm like... Mm. If he's on a hoverboat, you know that's like, I don't know, a marshy, swampy, like, 
hard to get into kind of shit, probably. I didn't realize that they had those like outside of Louisiana. <laughs> I thought it was all like in Louisiana and that was it. You were like only people in Louisiana are allowed to buy. Well, no, they're just made and sold there and nowhere else. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be other areas of the world <laughs> where people need hoverboats. Yeah, maybe like just along the Gulf Coast, you know, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and apparently Florida. Vermont. Wrong coast, but <laughs> I get maybe New Hampshire is Junior. Sorry, Van is he from any of those states? No. I wonder if maybe it was just cheaper Probably. to buy, cheaper to get one than a regular boat. I don't know. Yeah, sorry for zoning in on that weird detail. It just really <laughs> i don't know seems bizarre it doesn't or it doesn't but it does <laughs> it's about to say <laughs> i only envision them yeah like you say in like swampy marshy yeah yeah not hard to like get through fast, areas not fast flowing rivers yes police searched van's house and property several times but the results of what they have found are sealed does Van have a van by chance? <laughs> they search Van's the van? I don't know. Might have it down by the river. Mm-hmm. He might. Same river he keeps his hoverboat. I mean, his house <laughs> is on the river. Oh, okay. I said that in the beginning. So, he Van's van down by the river? <laughs> he does live along the river. I don't know why we didn't pick up on that in no. the beginning. He is a van down by the river. (laughs) That's what I was getting ready to say. I'm just van hanging out down by the river. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like I said, most of the things that have to do with this case are sealed because it's still an active investigation. So nobody knows what they found inside his house or on the property while they were searching. But obviously it wasn't a body because they would have said. Right. Yeah. Over the years, investigators have organized numerous searches, including at the Connecticut River and, like, a nearby state park. They've used cadaver dogs, dive teams, helicopters, and most reports say they've found nothing. Well, yeah, they probably wouldn't. Aren't going to say what they found. Because, dude, was he's got an airboat out on the river. They could be anywhere. Yeah, especially since they weren't even reported missing for like seven days after they went missing. Yeah. Yeah, so in 2014, they kind of decided to check near the Vermont Dam because that's where the Connecticut River kind of flows. So they were like, kind of had that same thought, like, let's check down by the actual, and I said Vermont, it's... It's in Vermont, but it's called the Vernon Dam. Oh, okay. And they searched like a half mile area, like all around the dam. And they again will not reveal what they found there. My mind's still just blown because they named a dam after our dog. (laughs) I'm sure the dam was named first. (laughs) Agree to disagree. (laughs) Your dog's, like, not even a year old yet. 
he's our this littlest happened. boy. <laughs> his name is Vernon, <laughs> and they named a dam after him. That's his middle name. <laughs> well, you're killing me, considering the fact that they searched this dam in 2014. Your dog wasn't <laughs> even born until 2022. They knew. He, they knew he was coming. No, oh, yeah, for sure. He's gonna be something someday. Yep, he's gonna make something of himself. <laughs> yeah, it's called turning into a cat. He's gonna go from a dog to a cat, pretty much. Since he likes to sit in high places, I don't even know where to go from here. Okay. <laughs> 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 Tina's family, along with police, believe Tina and Bethany were murdered. I feel like that's unfortunately a good, guess. A good a good guess, yeah. Um, the b- a big thing that makes them believe this is her bank accounts, credit cards, and her cell phone were never used again after that weekend. Right, and if s- they had a domestic and she just left... She would have went to family. She would have went to family. She still would have been using her stuff. Because her mom said, like, her and Bethany would come to her house. It's c- kind of like how we are. We go to our mom's house every week, mm-hmm. and that's what they did, and they would sit and have coffee and gossip and right. you know yeah. what families do mm-hmm. well at least what we do and that's what they would do they would go there once a week and yeah and if they're only 15 minutes away she would have been at her mother's house yeah so she even also well, i don't know how I, why i said it that way she also had an uncashed paycheck that she has never cashed so mm. that's another thing they're like mm, i don't think you just Yeah. Ran away. They've found no activity on either of their social security numbers, and neither of them have reached out to family members even after all this time. I mean, he went to jail. Right. If they were hiding, they would have came out by now. Mm -hmm. Van has not been officially named a suspect, but he is a person, person of interest. You know, they have nothing to be like, you're our number one suspect. Except for the fact that all signs point to him. All signs (laughs) point to him. Um, Maybe if he had, you know, when they said, oh, they're missing. He goes, I don't know anything. And they said, did you do it? And he said, you're getting warmer. (laughs) I think they might have, you know, had a better idea of who did this. But But mm. instead he went, I don't know shit about shit. (laughs) They're like. Okay, yeah, you cool. should have took the serial killer approach. Shit's crazy. Shit, Shit do be crazy. crazy. <laughs> he and they would have been like, no, you're a good guy. <laughs> Never mind. You didn't do anything. <laughs> you want to have coffee and donuts? <laughs> he continued to live in the house until 2006 when he went back to prison for violating his parole. And that is when the house was sold. It was the first time that Sharon was able to go inside the house since her sister and niece went missing. And there was still things in there that belonged to her sister and her niece. So that was hard. Tina, like I said, was 34. She weighed 120 pounds, was like 5'2". She had light brown to like strawberry blonde hair and green eyes. She had a vertical surgical scar extending down from her belly button. I would assume that's... In the cesarean? Yeah. Word wouldn't come to me. She had a butterfly tattoo on her ankle. Her ears were pierced. And it 
They said her fingernails were like well manicured at the time. So she had her nails done. Bethany was 15 years old. She's between 120 to 135 pounds. And her height range is like huge to me. They said between 5'2 and 5'7. Yeah, that's that's a we have no idea. Yeah. She had brown hair, green eyes, wore glasses, and she had a U-shaped scar on her forehead. So if you have any information, please call New Hampshire State Police at 603-223-3856. All right. There you have it. That's wild. And, yeah, I think I know uh, where my suspicion lies. It's We're probably all looking at Mr. Van Jr. Right. But... Yeah, I don't think anybody has any other theories about that case. They're like I saw no other theories besides he did it. We just don't have clear yeah. cut evidence that he did it. Exactly. So, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you let us know. Give us 5 stars, share us with whoever you know, family, friends, coworkers, whoever. And uh if you want some extra, you know, episodes, check out our Patreon. That's linked in the show notes, episode notes. You can go there, get bonus episodes every other weekend, get uh, all of these episodes ad-free, and you get a shout-out on the show and our eternal gratitude. So, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Go check that out. Final thoughts, anybody? No. All right. We'll see you all back next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye.